Welcome back to Forge. This is a special series of messages that were given at our men's retreat on January 26th through 28th. Here is part two featuring Roy Ferguson as the speaker. Thank you for that, Victor. About got me choked up over there. <laughs> so I'm so thankful for Victor and what all he's done. And, and uh, he's just been a blessing to me in my life. What he didn't tell you is I got to hang out with him a lot when I was in, in my teenage years and growing up and uh, he actually painted my first truck. That's true. And uh, that was that was a pretty neat experience. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, welcome to Forge 2024. Uh, uh, didn't the worship team do a good job this morning? Y'all give them a hand. Yeah. Thank you, Jared, for that that word you shared. That 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 was great. That that really. That, that worked in my heart right there. So uh, it's going to be hard for me to follow Jack this morning. You know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's a great preacher and always brings the word. Uh, I'm, not in, I'm not a preacher by any, any stretch, but hopefully y'all can filter through what's me and, and uh, hear from the Lord this morning. Uh, I consider it an honor and a privilege to get an opportunity to speak with y'all. Uh, I really have a heart for Forge. And I love all the healing that takes place out here. Uh, I also have a heart for our small group, and I get to talk a little bit about that this morning. Uh, last year at this time, I, I could have never imagined getting the nerve to stand up here and speak to y'all. Uh, I'm a bad introvert. Uh, y'all have to excuse, excuse my nervousness. Um, I'm the guy that never talks. I'm a very good listener, though. Just don't ask my wife that. Uh, I'm the guy you can tell all your secrets to and not have to worry about it because I don't ever talk. You know, I'm not going to tell anybody. Um, are there any other introverts in the room? Let me see a show of hands. I just, I just want to see your faces. Well, that was about half of you. The rest of you are too shy to raise your hand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So to all y'all there at the Fall Forge, I have to apologize because a lot of what I'm going to say uh, is a repeat, but please grab a hold of it this time because if you don't, they may ask me to come back up here again. <laughs> so now I really have a heart for this, but there's no way that I could do it on my own. It's, it's the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, matter of fact, if we, can't, if we can, just pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us uh, to come here and fellowship with you, Lord. Just uh, thank you for providing this place that will, that will hold all of us, Lord. Just uh, uh, thank you for allowing us to come in here out of the rain. Lord, just, we love you. Lord, just ask that you open the hearts and the minds of all these men, Lord, just uh, uh, that they would hear from you this morning. Lord, just filter out what's me and uh, just let your word shine through. Lord, I give you all the praise, Lord, all the honor and glory forever. Amen. Yeah, so I didn't realize it until this past year, but the, the Lord has been uh, working in me for this moment since the very first forge. Uh, I know Jack uh, 
I asked last night, but I would like to see uh, y'all's faces also. Who's the, who all is this their very first time? First timers. Let's give them a hand, y'all. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all reject, rejected passivity by coming here, so thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm very proud and, and, and glad to see all four of my sons here this morning. Uh, this is the first time I've had all... Well, I didn't get, didn't get all four till this past year, but uh, man, I love all four of my sons, and it's just, just an awesome thing to hang out with them this weekend. Um, I was actually hesitant to come to the very first Forge, uh, but the Lord did a work in me um, and has been building me up ever since then and to start a life group and to speak here today. Uh, unfortunately, we all have a natural pool toward what is convenient and comfortable. That's one reason I really like Forge, because it stretches me and expands me spiritually and gives me a good kickstart to the year. Another reason I love Forge is because I know that God wins battles when we're all out here together. Uh, So my question this morning is, what battle are you going through? Uh, Is there some kind of tension in your home? money issues, are you worried about something, are you suffering from depression, anxiety, are you dealing with lustful desires, porn, addiction, whatever it is, are you trying to fix it on your own, are you ready to give up, how many times have you marched around Jericho, so to speak, and, and, and nothing's happened, you know. I want you to know you're not alone in this. You've got Jesus, and we've got this awesome brotherhood that we have here. Um, so don't ever be worried about what's in front of you, stressed out about what's going on around you, or embarrassed or discouraged about your past, but always look up, okay? Always look up. Look up because God never gives up. All right, so y'all, y'all just hang on to... Hang on to that for a little bit, and I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and uh, my story. Uh, God, God just, so back about 20 years ago, uh, God had just put Mandy and I together. Uh, we just started our blended family, and for those that don't know, you, know me, uh, I was super blessed to get a beautiful wife and my first son and daughter all at once. Uh, the Lord then blessed me with two more sons back to back. They're actually 11 and a half months apart. Everybody always thought they were twins growing up. Uh, then later on in 2012, we adopted our second daughter uh, that we were very fortunate to get through the foster care system. Uh, for the first few years of marriage, my family was growing and everything looked good on the outside, but on the inside, I wasn't good. You see... I'd, we had just started a new business that was over a million dollars in debt. And then the lumber market crashed during the recession of 2008. Oh, we struggled. We struggled. It was a long time ago, let me tell you. We, we struggled through the effects of the recession uh, for a few years, and then the timber industry started recovering. Time rocked on, and by 2012, Timber was doing pretty good, but my particular business was not. 
Uh, we were working nonstop and barely getting by. We'd found in our business on faith, but for some reason we couldn't make a go of it. So about the same time we had changed churches and started going to the crossing, uh, I was struggling mentally, physically, and I was searching for answers. Uh, looking back, I was actually suffering from depression. I didn't even realize it at the time. Uh, after about a year of attending the crossing, I finally realized that I was not completely in submission to God. Um, but instead, I was, I was trying to do things on my own, in, in my way. I was a slave to sin. And my secret sin had me in chains. Uh, you see, I, I was introduced to porn at a friend's house at the early age of eight or nine. And it had me in bondage for nearly 30 years. Uh, it was my secret sin. And the enemy had me convinced that it wouldn't hurt anyone if I just kept it a secret. Uh, but in John 10.10, 10, um, Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and destroy. Now y'all please hear me. Satan is a liar. That sin was killing me. It was robbing me of blessings of the Lord and destroying my marriage. Uh, but praise Jesus, I've been redeemed and washed clean. So, thank you. So, so yeah, about 11 years ago, I completely surrendered my whole heart to God. Uh, before that, I'd only surrendered most of my heart, but still holding on to this little piece that I thought I could control. In uh, John 1, 9, John said, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I'm here to tell you, being set free is an awesome feeling. So if you feel the Lord speaking to you this weekend, I urge you to talk to someone before you leave this place. Real freedom awaits you. So don't, don't miss your moment. Talk to someone. So uh, I just talked about the first part of John 10.10 10, where Jesus says that what the enemy comes to do but there's a second part to that verse where Jesus states what he himself came to do. Yeah, so in the latter part of that verse, he says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Friends, I can testify. After living a sexually pure life after 11 years and striving to serve God wherever I can, has given me an overwhelmingly joyful life and a spirit-filled life full of abundance. Uh, like Victor said, I'm not perfect now, and I, I won't be until Jesus returns. Uh, I still have struggles. I still have issues to deal with on a daily basis. But it's so much easier with Jesus toting that load. Uh, the, the key is to focus on the Lord and abide in Him daily. In other words, striving to have that intimate relationship with Jesus all day of every day. Yeah. Amen. Uh, 
God gave me an example of my own life and the logging roads that we use daily to help me visualize how to abide in Him daily and keep a pure heart. Uh, as the CDO of our comp corporation, I, I'm usually the first one into a track of timber building all the roads and the last one out, cleaning up and making sure we leave it better than we found it. Uh, any of y'all at the Fall Forge remember what CDO stands for? Chief Dozer Operator. You see, as a, as a CDO, I go in first and I clean out all the roads and make them nice and smooth so we can get the log trucks in and out efficiently. Uh, then along comes my CFO, my Chief Feller Operator, and my SOB, my Skidding Operations Boy. Uh, they tend to just completely mess up everything I've just fixed, you know. They scatter logs and limbs everywhere on top of that. With all the rain, they rut it up from one end to the other. And, uh, and so in just a few days, my nice clean road can be a tangled mess of logs, debris, and uh, everything is just almost impossible to navigate. But if my CDO, which is me, if I'm diligent and consistently stay on that dozer daily, the road usually stays in pretty good shape. Uh, guys, it's the same way with our hearts and our minds. If we can let Jesus fully clean out the house, but if we don't intentionally fill that house back up with good things, yeah. you know, it just it gets filled up with junk of the world and eventually starts to pile up and get in our path and cause us to stumble. We have to abide in the Lord daily. Give, give Him our first, our best, and find ways to intentionally fill our hearts and minds with His truth and His goodness. Uh, I don't know if y'all can really see that very well, but that, that cutting machine, that's the Holy Spirit. You know, If we surrender to the Lord and trust in Him and have faith, He's going to clear out the jungles of this world and, and give us a, a good, clean path to, to mountains of peace, love, and joy, and hope. You know, and anything, anything, anything of this world. He'll, he'll clear it out. He'll lay it down and take it away. Um, to help with this daily walk, we absolutely need the brotherhood that we have here. Uh, you know, sometimes victory from our battles doesn't happen right away. Uh, so we need our truest friend standing shoulder to shoulder with us to help us through it. That's the great thing about small groups. We get to stay in close contact with each other and fighting our battles together. Our small groups, groups are where we can open up to one another and be real and share in each other's burdens. Uh, soon after Forge last year, the Lord started working on my heart to start a small group on sexual purity and integrity. I denied this idea for a while, but after a few months of prayer and fasting, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me the clarity that I'd been searching for. The Lord showed me yet another example of my own life to help me visualize what He had done and continues to do. You see, as a forester... My job is to go in and cruise the timber on each track of land before we start logging 
in order to find the right markets and get a value of the timber. On the larger tracks, I have to run cruise lines back and forth across every track and basically put in sample plots across these lines. If it's a really good track of timber, it's not uncommon for several foresters from other companies to be cruising the same track. When I was young, energetic, I used to hurry up and get the track cruised as soon as possible. As I grew older and wiser, it finally hit me that all of us foresters basically cruise the same way. So if I would just wait a few days before starting these cruises, all the briars and the brush would be knocked down by everyone else. Then it would be almost like you know, walking down a beaten path. The Lord showed me that I have already partially beaten down the path of sexual purity. Amen. And it's time to keep pushing through those brambles and help others down that same path. Uh, Jesus really brought me to my knees when he reminded me that he has already suffered the pain of these paths also. And all we have to do is stay focused on him and rely on Him to get us through. Amen. So this is our group. We're beyond doubt. Uh, matter of fact, we're proven beyond a doubt. Uh, we, we follow the, the, the proven, proven men uh, ministry. Um, it's a 12-week study. We just finished up um, a couple weeks ago. Uh, the proven, proven men, that's the acronym there. Uh, it's a, uh, if I can remember it, P, we're passionate for God, R is we were, are repentant in spirit, O, we're open and honest, V, we're victorious and living, E, we have that eternal perspective always, and then we, we strive to be networked with other men. So we, we meet once a week uh, out at my shop. Right now we're meeting on, at 6 o'clock on Tuesdays um, out at uh, Potter Holler, uh, as we call it. Uh, in our group, we, we primarily focus on living a holy and sexually pure life. Uh, we're a mixed bag ranging from youth all the way up to us old guys. Uh, our group is open to anybody, whether you're currently in the heat of a battle or rejoicing in victory. We focus on uh, purifying our hearts and then keeping that house clean by having an intimate daily relationship with our Savior. So I just want to open up the invitation right now. And anyone that would like to join us, just come on over to the shop on Tuesday. We'd love to have you. Uh, we always eat good, uh, especially when Chris feeds us some ribs. We always love rib night. Uh, if you have any questions about the group, uh, feel free to reach out with any of these guys you see wearing these black hoodies. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you about the group. You know, reach out to us on Facebook or whatever. We'd just love, love to have you. Um, when God showed me clearly what to do, I could have said no, not me, and made excuses. Uh, but I accepted that responsibility. The, you know, the first step's always the hardest, you know, rejecting passivity. But once you commit, God's got you from there. That's right. You see, God had already set everything in place, you know, for me starting this group and speaking here. He had prepared me and my co-leader, Corey Dean, by giving us a testimony. 
Um, Corey's got an awesome testimony too, and hopefully he'll be able to share that one of these days. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a heart to serve, and all we had to do was step out in faith. You know, God, God took it from there. Uh, another really awesome part of all this is how God provided the, the, the property and, and the shop and everything uh, for us to use out there. I mean, that's a whole other story. We won't even get into that. Uh, but God's been good, good to us and provided that. Uh, so last night, uh, Jack showed us how not to be passive. And uh, so I get to talk about accepting responsibility. And the theme this year is it's all about Jesus. So who is our greatest example of accepting responsibility? Jesus, of course, Jesus. Jesus accepted the ultimate responsibility for sacrificing his life for us. Jesus accepted the responsibility of carrying the cross and bearing all of our burdens. He could have said no and broke free at any time. But instead, he humbled himself and persevered through that brutal agony all all the way to the end. In uh, Hebrews 12, 1 through 3, it says, uh, Therefore, since we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting Him, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now He is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility He endured from sinful people in His life. You won't become weary and give up. So you all know responsibility in our daily lives is it's, it's not easy. In fact, it can be pretty brutal, you know, when it comes down to it. Do y'all remember me just telling you how the Lord has been working me, working in me since the very first forge? You see, I had never told my wife about my porn addiction or being set free from it for that matter. Uh, You know, until about five years later after I was set free, which was right after the first forge. You know, I realized after the first forge that I had a responsibility to tell Mandy and ask her for her forgiveness so our relationship would continue to grow closer. That was a very difficult thing to do, you know, not knowing how she would react, but I just put it in God's hands, and he worked it out beautifully. You know, our relationship grew once I was set free, and, and she knew our relationship was growing, you know, but she didn't know why. She had no idea I, I had an addiction to porn. I mean, she had no clue, so... You know, when I after the first forge, I went home and told her. She said I, it all makes sense, and she was she was just glad that I was set free from that. And uh, uh, 
you know, our, our relationship really grew after I told her, you know. It was just uh, it was amazing to see what God did after that. Uh, just a side note, by the way, if, if there is a right way and a wrong way, a not-so-good way to confess things to your wife or your girlfriend. Uh, I admit I didn't. I admit I didn't do it. Get that part right. Uh, uh, so if you need to confess anything to your wife or your girlfriend or anybody for that matter, please consult with a friend, a small group leader, a pastor. Get some advice before you just <laughs> dive off into that conversation. Uh, yeah, things can go south real quick. So I listen to a lot of Christian radio as I'm riding around the back roads looking at timber. Uh, and over the past couple weeks, every station that I tuned to, they were talking about perseverance. So I felt the Lord was telling me to talk about perseverance. And coincidentally, on Wednesday of this week, I was driving down this very overgrown road and I was trying to go easy under this big old limb and it snapped my antenna clean off my truck. And uh, so, yeah, uh, me and the Lord, we, we had a little chuckle at that point. And he was telling me, like, hey, it's time to quit listening and start writing. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and that, that was for Chris Tedder up there. <laughs> uh, we've been back and forth. He was nervous I wasn't going to get this done. And anyway, I, I, I... Of course, the Lord's been putting it on my heart for, you know, a year now. So it, it was there, but it's, it has taken me to the last minute to put it on paper. Uh, I think Chris was more nervous than I was that I wasn't going to get all this done. But anyway, um, I also watch a lot of Westerns. And uh, this scene right here from the outlaw Josie Wales just kept popping into my head. So uh, if y'all watch this real quick. He wore this uh, frock coat in Washington before the war. We wore them because uh, we belonged to the five civilized tribes. We dressed ourselves up like Abraham Lincoln. You know, we got to see the Secretary of the Interior, and he said, Boy, you boys sure look civilized. He congratulated us, and he gave us medals for looking so civilized. We told him about how our land had been stolen and our people were dying. When we finished, he shook our hands and said, endeavor to persevere. They stood us in the line. John Jumper, Chili McIntosh, Buffalo Hump, and uh, Jim Puckmark, and me. I'm Lone Waddy. They took our pictures, and the newspaper said, Indians vowed to endeavor to persevere. We thought about it for a long time, endeavor to persevere. And when we had thought about it long enough, we declared war on the Union. <laughs> Endeavor to persevere. 
I love that. So what does that even mean? Have you heard, ever heard someone just say, try to keep trying? Just keep on keeping on. Like Jack said last night, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. These are actually hollow statements in and of themselves. Not good, invi- not good advice unless you know their heart is in the right place and that they are hoping for positive outcome. If someone is right there on the edge of hurting themselves or falling off the bandwagon, so to speak, you sure don't want to tell them to persevere or to keep, try to keep trying because the outcome it may be catastrophic. You see, it's all about perspective. And the Secretary of the Interior didn't truly understand the native tribes, so he didn't know where their heart was. He probably thought the Indians liked being civilized and that they would just go back to the res to live and to die. But like Chief Lone Waddy said, after they thought about it for a while, they endeavored to persevere according to their heart. So they declared war. (laughs) You know, I'm not sure that's what the government really wanted them to do. That's not the outcome they were looking for. Uh, This next next, uh, picture is uh, never give up. How many of y'all seen this before? Okay, I've seen this all my life. Uh, Did you say I added a question mark? Uh, I've seen this on teacher's desk and locker room. I think we had it in agri building growing up. I've seen it on boss's desk numerous places over the years. Um, It certainly had an impact on my life at a young age. And uh, it really instilled some good characteristics like being independent and having a good work ethic. But that whole independency thing, it's good to a certain degree. Remember how I was in bondage for, to porn for 30 years? It took that long for me to finally break down and not be so independent, but instead be completely dependent on God. Yeah. I think this picture did help me to get some good life goals and not, and quit, not quit until they were reached. However, I realize now that setting goals and seeking to attain them are good to a certain point. Uh, But if we aren't careful, they can cause us to be nearsighted and only focused on this world instead of God's kingdom. Here again, it's all about perspective. In the past, I've always looked at this picture and thought it was the frog choking the heron. God blew me once again, blew my mind once again when he said, change your perspective. It is referring to the frog, right? Does anybody else have any other perspective? That, yeah, very good, very good. So, you know, that... Our group, we talk about this in our group, and we come up with all kinds of different perspectives. Um, you know, just like you said, couldn't it be the hearing, not giving up by not spitting out the frog? There, there we go, though, God, we 
Yeah. So what if, what if we are the hearing? Sometimes we have to swallow our pride by not spitting out the frog in our throat. You know? So which one never gave up? You ever thought about that? If one never, never gives up, what kind of life is this? Is it really living? That's right. Sitting there killing each other. The, is the heron, the world, or Satan trying to devour us? If so, don't give up. <laughs> Keep persevering with an eternal perspective right. focused on the Lord. Amen. In James 1.12, it says, James said, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that, Lord has prompt, that the Lord has promised to those who love Him. Yeah. So before I share this uh, last one, did, did anyone have any other perspectives you want to share? So this, uh, this last one, it flipped my world upside down. Um, what if the heron is God trying to pick us up out of a mud hole that's about to dry up real soon and carry us over to that nice, huge, pristine lake so we don't have to suffer the hardships that's coming? If that's the case, please, in the name of Jesus, release your grip and enjoy the flight. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, so this last one, it's, it's a great reminder. We must give up our selfish desires daily and submit to God's plan for our life. Uh, so in closing, I, I just have a couple more verses to leave you. Uh, in Romans 5, 3 through 5, Paul said, uh, Not only so, so, but we also glorify in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has purified, poured out our hearts. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And then in uh, 2 Thessalonians 3, 5, says, may, may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. So if I can wrap this up in one little tiny statement for you to take home. It's uh, persevere, but endure everything with a heart for Jesus and, a, and an eternal perspective. Look up because God never gives up. Amen. Thank y'all. Thanks again for checking out this special Forge series. For more encouraging content, check out our regular sermon podcast right here every Sunday.